1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Unique Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host, and if you are new and don't know what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of You Therapy, where I answer questions that listeners send into me, and they send those to katherine at com. They're always anonymous, so you don't have to worry about anybody finding out who it is that wrote in the email, unless you give information that might throw that out there in the email, but I don't read your name, I don't read where you're from, or any of that. Also, before we get started today, my quick reminder that this podcast does not serve as a replacement or a substitute for any mental health services. However, it's always allowed to help in whatever way it can and will on whatever journey you're on at the moment. So each week on Couch Talks, we do one question, unless I just like to throw a curveball, but today we're not going to do that and we're just going to do one question and the person who wrote in even said, this is a doozy. And I'm going to just let you guys know that before we even get into it. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. And then we will talk about it together. Hi, Catherine, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. And I wanted to ask your advice. It's a doozy. I have been seeing someone for almost two years, he has had a colorful past, and was married for over 20 years, and had multiple affairs. However, he has really worked on himself in the past few years to change. I am a firm believer that people can change with the right help and determination. Anyway, as mentioned, we have been together for almost two years. We have had a great connection, communicate well, and have check-ins to make sure we are on the same page and spend a decent amount of time together. My issue is he is terrified to truly commit and he uses his adult son not wanting to be around me as a crutch. I think it's more him than his son. He thinks that when you are in a relationship, you can lose your freedom and independence. I have tried to talk about it saying loving someone doesn't mean being a dictator or controller. He fears that if he is committed, end quotes, he will cheat, and I think it triggers something deep down within him. We don't date other people, but we don't have a label, which I have said creating something that works for us is the most important thing rather than a label. I totally see a lot of traits for fearful avoidant attachment. He had an interesting childhood. His dad left him and he was raised by a single mom. He struggles with seasonal depression. I try to keep things positive without pressure, but I'm kind of at a loss as to get us moving forward in a healthy way. I try to model a healthy attachment style. I'm very supportive. I don't communicate with him in a way that makes him feel as if he did anything wrong. I try to word things differently at times. It does help him open up. I want to start slowly talking about a future, but I don't want to put him on the spot. Any suggestions? First things first, of course. I am not going to tell anybody what to do, and I I can't tell you what the one right correct answer is here. However, I'm going to still give you feedback. And I want you to take this feedback however you please. If you don't like it, you can throw it out. But these are my honest thoughts that came to me as I read this email multiple times. There are a couple key things that I'm going to touch on that you might want to look at. And I want you to know that this is coming from a place where I too believe that people can change as long as they want to make those changes. So I actually had a double take when I was reading this because I had assumed when you said you'd been seeing someone for almost two years that this man was actually your partner. So I, the whole rest of the email didn't make sense at first because I was like, wait, I thought this was her boyfriend. So I had to go back and read that again. That very much took me by surprise that you've been with this man for two years, yet he will not. I don't know if it's that he won't call you his girlfriend or he won't the the commitment what that really means. But that's what I took that as. And you mentioned that he has really worked on himself. And I believe he probably has worked on himself. And I think that is amazing. And I hope that he continues to do that for his own sake. It also sounds like this man does not have the capacity at the moment to give you what you want and what you deserve. And I think that is a huge take away from this it sounds like he either doesn't have the capacity or he's not willing to and I think that's a really big deal so if he won't commit to you and that's what you want you've been dating him for two years I would just wonder I wish I could ask you this but I would just wonder what do you think is going on what do you think is happening what do you think that you guys are doing the whole if he commits he will feel suffocated and then cheat on you means either in my opinion he has a lot more work to do that he has to choose to do because he wants something different work that you can't make him do and you actually can't do for him no matter how kind you are to him or he wants to keep things how they are and he wants to keep you in his life on his terms because those terms work for him where he is now in his life the fear of losing freedom independence sounds like residual beliefs from his past that are unresolved that you cannot resolve for him. He has to do that work. And there is an essence of losing certain freedoms because being single is different than being in a relationship. It comes with not only doing things for yourself, but for the good of another person and also for the good of the relationship as a whole. But it does not mean that you lose who you are or don't get to enjoy life anymore. So if someone is telling you that they feel that if they commit to you, to be in your partner, that they are afraid that they won't be able to live the life that they want. It sounds like the life that they want is one where they might have the ability to just think about themselves and not have to feel the pressure of thinking about somebody else, which when you're in a loving, healthy relationship, that pressure feels good. I'm sure you've been in a relationship before where it, and I'm sure this one for you, it feels good to have the pressure to think about another person when making plans, when thinking about another person, when picking a restaurant to eat, when thinking that pressure feels good because you're in this relationship that is also life-giving to you. I also think it's very, very, very important to pay attention to how we are showing up in relationships just as much as we are assessing how our partners are showing up. And it appears, again, I have a limited view of this because I just have your email, but it seems as though you might be trying to make yourself adjust what you want to something that you think this man would be okay with rather than just owning this is what I want and this is what I need. And if you can't give that to me, I need to know that. If you're suppressing your needs and desires because you're afraid that your partner will leave if you confidently state them, that actually is super anxious behavior and you'll never be satisfied because. You'll be, one, suppressing your needs. And if you ever feel secure, like, okay, it's my, my time to shine, and you ever truly show your needs and ask for them later in the relationship after there's a commitment, your partner very likely might say, this is not what I signed up for. So that's a lose-lose for you, and you're either not asking for what you need, or you're asking for what you need, and the person is saying, I'm not going to give that to you. You say you don't want to pressure him but you've also been dating for two years. And again, I don't know the capacity of what that dating has looked like. But even with this man for two years, he is refusing to commit to you. And I'm confused what you are wanting. It sounds like you do want the commitment. And like I said, Sometimes pressure is a good thing. You'll either get what you need or you'll realize that you're never going to receive it and then you have the ability to make a really informed decision about whether I want to sit in this and stay in this place or I want to go look for something that's going to satisfy me more than this. Now, again, like I said in the beginning, when it comes down to it, you get to make whatever decision you want. A question that I would really encourage you to answer before you make a decision is, do I want a commitment from this man or do I just want to be connected in some way to him? Does this work for me? Does what we're doing work for me? You can stay with this person forever and never get that commitment from him. But my biggest question here is what is your end game here? What are you hoping for? And are you holding on to hope that you're kind of convincing yourself and almost like, Molding your brain into thinking that that's a reality, or are you holding on to hope that there is a reality there? We need to figure that out. Where do you want this relationship to go again? Is that realistic for what this man is saying he is capable of doing, not just with his words? What is he saying, but with his actions and his behavior? It sounds like he's pretty clear, and you're in that hopeful state that he'll change. And who knows, I am not a fortune teller, maybe it will change, but it's just as much likely if not more that it that he's going to stay the same right now, especially if his needs are being satisfied. People don't tend to change unless they have a reason to. So if things are working out for someone, why would they do anything different? And your email makes it sound like you kind of almost walk on eggshells around him. And you don't want to make him feel too committed or suffocated or you don't, want, you don't want to make him feel too much pressure. You just want to be the way you're saying. You word things differently. Let me see um, exactly what you said. I try to keep things positive without pressure. I try to model a healthy attachment. I'm very supportive. I don't communicate with him in a way that makes him feel as if he did anything wrong. I try to word things different at times. All of that, it's, it's again, that anxious behavior in it Sounds like you're kind of walking on eggshells and can't always just be yourself and state what actually is on your mind. And the part that I try to, I, I don't make it sound like he does anything wrong. He might be doing something wrong. We all do things that are wrong in relationships and we are allowed to be called out or called in on those things by our partners. That's one of the great things about healthy, committed partners is they can say, hey, this wasn't cool. I didn't like this. This isn't working for me. And it can come from a place of love and care and a place that you want to move forward in the relationship versus this very critical, blaming type of communication. Now, the last thing you said you want is that you want to talk about the future, but you don't want to put him on the spot. I don't really understand what that means. My perception here is that You sound very fearful that being honest and direct about what you want will push him away. And what I want you to hear more than anything else in this episode is that if your needs push him away, then that's okay. And it's okay to let him go because you're not asking for too much by any means. I'd argue that you are asking for too little. You could be asking for more and that would still be reasonable. Now, so many humans are going to relate to this experience that you are in right now. I relate to it. I know there are so many out there that are listening to this being like, oh, I've been there or I'm also there right now. So I want you to know that you're not alone. This isn't a you problem. This is a human problem. It sounds like this also comes down to like a, a worthiness problem of what do I believe I'm worth? A lot of us can get in this scarcity dance where we shave our desires down to a version that we think will be accepted by the ones we're with or by the ones we want to accept us. But what happens when we do that is we start to create beliefs in ourselves or solidify beliefs that are somewhere embedded in us that say we're too much, we are not worth more, and we convince ourselves that we are happy when actually we aren't. We are just scared of losing something, scared of being alone, scared that something better isn't out there. I want you to imagine taking on an abundance mindset that there is an abundance of relationship out there. There is abundance of connection out there. There are abundance of humans out there that are able to meet your needs. It's not going to be every single person because we are all so different, but it is out there. So if this does not meet your needs, I want you to know that you don't have to settle for it. And if you really think that you do, I would encourage you to do some digging around what is it that makes you think that what you actually desire that many people in the world out there have isn't available for you or what magical qualities have you given to this human that he might actually not have and how can you bring him back to a humanity level, a human level and see him as a human rather than this person that you have to have in your life. or You're, you're going to crumble and die. Nah, I'm not saying that you think that. <laughs> Nowhere in your email did you say that, but I, I just want you to think about that. Thank you for sending this email in. It was super vulnerable. And like I said, so many people are going to be able to relate to this. If you have any questions or anybody else out there has any questions about this or about anything else going on that they want to send in, know that you can send that to Catherine at Podcast.com. You can follow us at Podcast and at kat.defada on Instagram. You can also follow my therapy practice at three chords therapy. Until next Monday, when I talk to you guys again, I hope you guys have the day you need to have.
0: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives from tenderfoot TV. This is to die for to die for is available. Now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.